Thanks for joining us for Writer's Blockcast. Usually on the show, we ask writers, where do you go to write? But for today's guest, the question should be more like, where haven't you gone? Meet Nigel Featherstone. He's done residencies around Australia, including the Defence Force Academy. But these days, divides his time between Goulburn and Canberra. 2014 is actually my 20th year of writing and for the vast majority of that I've always had a specific writing room. Since 20, the end of 2010 I've lived in Goulburn and I live in an old 1895 house and um, I have a, a bit of a larger room um, and it's quite a simple room, it's just got one door and one window and it's got red walls and but it's got very high ceilings because it's such an old house. Um, there used to be a fireplace in it but there's not any more in that room. And I just have two desks and um, a computer that's not attached to the internet. Last year for three months I was a writer in residence at ADFA, Australian Defence Force Academy. Um, so it's through the University of New South Wales. Um, and basically given a space in the library and it's just a big white office. And um, But there's extraordinary resources. It's one of the best military library in the world in terms of military strategy. And so I just spent three months in the library, and um, but you're immersed in this, despite it being a campus of the University of New South Wales, it's basically, um, I think it's known as a garrison of the military, and of course 95% of the students there are from the military. So it was really fascinating to be surrounded by, even though everyone in the library, uh, all the students are all, you know, Army or Air Force or Navy. You go to get a coffee, you're surrounded by men and women in uniform. And, and I, I'm actually a natural-born pacifist. And uh, I, when I first heard about the, the opportunity, I thought, why would I go to that for I'm not actually a military person? And then someone said to me, if you're feeling uncomfortable, you should do it. And I thought, damn it, you know, he's right. So I ended up going there and just had it. Just, I had so much support from the UNSW staff, complete freedom to roam, but also, you know, I did start to write a little bit about history, which I didn't expect I was going to do, and then to suddenly just walk out the door and just walk in with this big batch of books, um, it was just fantastic. So what does it mean to be, you know, you know, the heroic warrior man, and how is that expressed? You know, you always think of the, the, the brave, um, you know, warrior who can do anything, um, but the fact is... Um, particularly you know, in terms of Australian military history, there were a whole heap of people who were dodgy. There were people mm. who were cowards. There were people who were cowards by leaving a, a um, battleground. There were people who could only cope by getting incredibly drunk. And there's one story of a guy who was, who was stripped by day could just kill a whole, whole heap of people on the battlefield. The only way he could cope at night was to get drunk. And then about one night he got so drunk he couldn't stand up and get back to the battlefield. He uh, was sentenced to death because he couldn't actually walk to the battlefield, even though he wanted to. It's just that he got so drunk because he couldn't actually cope with it during the night. I remember reading, and I'm not a fan of Stephen King, but I, I think he's incredibly erudite, incredibly intelligent. And he, he said that when he's working on something closely, he has the door shut. But when he's starting to edit it for publication purposes, he opens the door because it's more about the reader than about himself. And I have started doing that when I realise something's getting very close to maybe being published. 
I open the door. Um, but I'm lucky because adjacent I actually do have a library and it's a room that's just got a fireplace and it's got huge bookshelves and a couch and a piano. But um, I have one wall that is like it's unpainted and it's got bits of wallpaper coming off it and it's got holes in it and it's got quite big cracks in it. And people said to me, oh, you know, why didn't you fix that up? And I was going to fix it up, and now I actually like it because it's a work in progress. And I love that idea when I go into that room. It's not perfect. It's it's a place, you know, it's a place of industry. It's a place to get stuff done. I actually have maps. I have just maps. Not even things of writing about, just maps, because I kind of like the idea of linking maps to how you think about writing. The three maps I've got, one is of Ireland, the other one is of... Launceston, and partly because these three novel novellas have uh, related to Launceston, so I do quite like to look at street names. Um, and another one is of Western Australia, and I did live in Western Australia for two years, but you know I'm not writing about Western Australia. But again, I just find myself daydreaming of, of that map, and maybe it's you know when you're writing a story or, or a, no a novel, a novel or whatever, you're trying to draw connections between a theme and a character or a place and or an event. You've got a character that's just had an event and you're trying to actually link that to their emotions. So maybe what's happening is you're looking at a map and seeing how one town connects another. Um, I think it is actually about connections. And maybe it's also about your brain is trying to connect from that part to the other part. And since 2010, when I went to Tassie, I've written everything by hand, everything by pen on paper, which is quite a challenge because my handwriting is appalling. Uh, so I write blog posts, by hand, I write all the journalism by hand. Even if I'm interviewing another writer and I'm writing that for the Canberra Times, I write the draft by hand. I write short stories by hand. I've written these three novellas by hand. And I, it links, um, to me, the act of writing is a direct connection to what's going in your brain. Similarly, um, I, and, if, and I love writing when you first get up because you've come out of a dream state and I think there's something about going straight into fiction and your brain is still roughly just, you know, off in la-la land. Sometimes when I'm, so in terms of the maps, I, sometimes I just stare at them because it's kind of like, you know, stories have big spaces and little spaces and they have rivers and they have open parks and they have views and all that kind of stuff. So sometimes I just find myself staring. The, the map that's on my wall at the moment is of Ireland. I did go to Ireland 20 years ago. But often I find myself just staring at it, and then the next minute I'm back on the page. I think the following on from the ad for experience, that, that's one that really taught me about putting yourself uh, in places where you're uncomfortable um, and seeing what emerges. You know, I don't think I would have ever just sat in my writing room in Goulburn and thought, I'm going to write about military deserters. And it was only through talking to a lot of people at ADFA, um, being in that environment, it's a very disciplined environment, um, and reading a lot about deserters that I started to get really interested. So that was an example of actually going completely outside your comfort zone. You've got to stop this
That was Nigel Featherstone. You've been listening to a Writer's Block cast. Head to our blog on thewritersblock.net where we've put up links to Nigel's writing. You can also find all of our Blockcast episodes there and subscribe to us on iTunes. Thanks for listening.